Psalm 91 He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover me with His feathers and under His wings shall I trust. His truth shall be my shield and buckler. I shall not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand shall fall at my side, and ten thousand at my right hand, but it shall not come near me. Only with my eyes shall I behold and see the reward of the wicked, Because I have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, my habitation, there shall no evil befall me, neither shall any plague come near my dwelling place. For he has given his angels charge over me, to keep me in all my ways. They shall bear me up in their hands, lest my feet dash against the stone. I shall tread upon the lion and the adder. The young lion and the dragon shall I trample on their feet. Because I have set my love upon him, Therefore will he deliver me. He will set me on high because I have known his name. I will call upon him and he will answer me. He will be with me in trouble. He will deliver me and he will honor me. With long life will he satisfy me and show me his salvation. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Psalm 91. Thank you very much for listening. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. So yeah, that was Psalm 91 and it talks about the secret place. It actually starts off verse 1 by saying, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. I want to say something about the book of Psalms before I even get into talking about this today. The book of Psalms is a very unique book in the Bible. And it's amazing when you think about the fact that this book of Psalms, which you would call poems, was actually written thousands of years ago. Because I think a lot of us this you know living in the modern times, we think because we have technology, smartphones and all that, we generally we sort of believe that this age is much, much smarter than so many other ages. But when I read the book of Psalms, I realize that wisdom definitely pre-existed our generation. We may have intelligence, we may have scientific knowledge, we may have technology, but wisdom for life came, you know, pre-existed our generation. And um, wisdom for life and for living is spread all over the Psalms. You could read the book of Psalms from the first chapter to the last one. and I mean, the first um, yes chapter to the last. And it will teach a lot of things about life, about faith, about God, about the world, about people. And it just has a lot of wisdom in it. And if it was only wisdom, you would say, okay. But beyond the wisdom, beyond what I would call life wisdom wisdom for life you know 
it also has wisdom for it also has grace and strength and the only way i can explain why it is like this is because it is actually you know it is actually the word of god because when the book of second timothy chapter 3:16 says that all scripture is god breathed like oh, psalms is one book where you really feel that you really feel like god gave some people words and like he blew words from his mouth and breathed into the into the atmosphere of the the, the prophets who wrote this and the power is still in those words because the breath of God's life is in them. Because I don't know how it is that you can read, just read the verses of a a chapter and you just feel strength and life coming into you. It happens to me, and this is not to say that, I mean, all the word of God is inspired, but there's something about the book of Psalms. There's just something about it. And my honest counsel to anyone, I have I have about four or five psalms that I go to when I'm in those places when I really just don't know what to do and I just need the Lord to just cover me. Psalm 91 is one of them. Psalm 23, of course, the, um, the Lord is my shepherd. And Psalm 121, that one is really when I'm like, you know, I lift up my eyes onto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let my foot be moved. He that keeps me will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is my strength, is my shield upon my right hand. The sun shall not smite me by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep me from all evil. He will keep my life. He will keep my going out and my coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Actually, as I think about it, these are scriptures that one should, particularly there are Psalm 121. It's something that one should confess every day because it just covers you. It's almost like a reaffirmation of your covenant with the Lord and almost saying, God, without you, I cannot do anything. I need you to help me through, you know, the vagaries of life as I go out, bless my go out, bless my going out and my coming in. You know, it it, it, it communicates a sense of helplessness as well as a sense of faith and courage and strength as well. You know, just relying on God and I, I now, I, as I'm reflecting, I'm just re- reminding myself, and it's coming to me that this is a book of prayers. And what God gave us here was a book of prayers that we can pray. If we, when we, in those moments when you don't know how to pray or what to pray, the Holy Spirit also helps. You know, if you're born again and you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you can speak in tongues, you know, that also helps because then the Holy Spirit can speak to the issue through us without us having to, you know, know what is going on. But I honestly, the Psalms cover everything. The Psalms cover, they cover everything. You know, I have actually done a recording sometime in the past called Seven Psalms. When I, excuse me, I talked about the first seven Psalms in the Bible. But beyond the first seven Psalms, you know, the, the, the entire book is just full of, it's just full of a lot. I mean, looking at Psalms 91, it starts off by saying, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. And you'll notice when I read it, I personalized all the phrase, um, phrasing. So I started off by saying, um, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide uh, under the shadow of the Almighty. Sometimes I, I read that as saying, Because I dwell in the secret place of the Most High, I shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I want to, I want to call today's musing, I want to title it Secret Place, because everything that is said, 
Everything that Psalm 91 refers to is talking about the person who has a covenant relationship with the Lord and is walking in that covenant. And he's talking about the protection, the deliverance. You know, he, I, will, he will, I will cover him with my feathers. That's the Lord. You know, uses so much beautiful imagery and, you know, just really wonderful language. I shall not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day. In other words, whether it's, you know, danger at night or 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 you know, things that happen, danger during the day. It says pestilence that walks in darkness, you know, those funny sicknesses and things like that, or for the destruction that is wasting at noonday, just, you know, whether the, you know, it's like perils of the night, perils of the day, troubles of the day, troubles of the night, even, even paints an imagery that even if there is something going on that affects the, you know, whether it's a war situation, a conflict, whatever it may be, disaster of whatever so that the lord will protect us he will shield you and you know that it's only with your eyes that you will behold and see you know what will happen you know to, to the reward of the wicked in other words the 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 punishment or whatever you know the the reward of the wicked will not rest upon you it, there's another scripture that talks about that and it says the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the righteous that's more or less what it's saying there in verse 8 and the verse 9 says because you have made the lord your own your refuge refuge is like you I've made the Lord my sanctuary and I've made him my dwelling place. And this is so symbolic because I have been reading, and this is, I have been reading um, the book of Exodus and Leviticus where um, God gave the children of Israel very specific um, instructions about how to build the tabernacle and the holy place where his presence was going to be. And, you know, there was so much detail about the wood, about all sorts of things they should put there. In fact, I find it so difficult reading those things because they're so specific, you know, the measurements, the texture, the this, the that. And he, all of that was to prepare a place that would be sacred for God to come and dwell amongst them. And so when I, when, when you read the Bible from the, from Genesis and up to Leviticus, where I have gotten to at the moment of my Bible study program, you realize that God always just, he really created man to dwell amongst men. God wanted to dwell amongst men. And his, you know, the desire that he expressed in, in chapter one of Genesis, when he said, let us make man in our own image um, let and give him dominion. He really, he, he hasn't changed that. And we see that in the Garden of Eden, he used to come down and walk among, he used to walk with um, Adam and Eve. Then he hasn't, he's still that kind of God. And even when Christ came, he came down and he walked among us as well. And he sent the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is still walking amongst us. So there's just something about God really wants you and I to be his dwelling place. That's what he wants. And when he wasn't able to achieve it because of the sin that we had in us, he, he, he first of all had a covenant with a chosen generation, a chosen a, 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 a royal priesthood and a holy nation, which was Israel at the time. And, you know, he, he was able to build a tabernacle in the midst of them and ushered them through periods of his covenant, learning him, writing scriptures, prophetic writings and all of that, until when he was able to bring and birth the Messiah, who then became God amongst us. When the Messiah was taken back up and died, resurrected, paid the price as an atonement um, for us, um, um, for a redemption for us, he then sent the Holy Spirit to come and dwell amongst us and in us, thereby fulfilling you know his original intent so when he says that 
um, because you have made the Lord your refuge. So for those of us who have fled from the world and from the sin and from the evil in the world and have run to Jesus, the covenant promise to us is that there will no evil befall us, neither shall any plague come near our dwelling place, because he will give his ministry angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways. They will lift us up in their hands so that we will not stumble and fall upon situations and things. This does not mean that nothing in quotes contrary will happen to us. What it means is that in the midst of whatever situations that may be going on, that we may find ourselves, that the Lord will protect us, he will keep us, he will heal us, he will save us, he will deliver us. That victory is assured for us in this world and in the world to come simply because we have made the Lord our refuge, our sanctuary. Verse 1 starts off by saying that he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That verse alone is, you can preach an entire message, a sermon on that verse. There's so much to unpack in that. Dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. There is a secret place of the Most High. There is a place that is secret where it is only God and those that have a personal relationship with him are in. There is a secret place in the Most High for every man, for every woman. But it takes consecration, it takes love, it takes faith, it takes us wanting to be in that place to be there. And it says the person that dwells, not the person that goes in and comes out, the person who abides in that secret place, who lives that life of continuous consecration and love and faith and reverence for the Father, praise, worship, and just obedience and, and willing and loving sacrifice unto the Father. He says he will abide on the shadow of the Almighty. You know what it means to abide under the shadow of a being that is almighty, all-knowing, all-powerful, all-present. He says the shadow, that means you are covered. It means you are protected. It means nothing can touch you. So I, I was just led this morning to just read this because I feel that this is what I need. I just need to abide under the shadow of the almighty. And I'm realizing that this the word of God, it has to be in my mouth and it has to be in my heart for me to do it. And that's why I'm reading this scripture aloud today because I've done a lot of musings, just reflecting, 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 calling to mind scripture. But now I want to read scripture aloud because I want to reaffirm to all of the universe and everyone around me that the Lord is my refuge. And he is my habitation. He is the God in, who, in whom I trust. Therefore, everything that is written here of they that trust in the Lord is my portion in the name of Jesus. Because I dwell in the secret place of the Most High, I shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. What, what does it mean to live in the secret place of the Most High? It means you are someone who loves God, who has a special relationship with God, who God tells his secrets to, who God reveals secrets to, whose ears are close to the mouth of God, whose heart is close to the heart of God, who meditates upon God's word and gives it preeminence in his or her life. The secret place of the Most High is that place where God reveals himself. He's open, he's raw, he's vulnerable, 
He shows himself as he is. And I think the key word here is dwelling. Because a dwelling place is not somewhere you come and go. It's not a place you visit. It's a place you abide. The person who will experience the blessings of Psalms 91 is the person who makes his home in the secret place of the most and abides under the shadow of the Almighty as a lifestyle, not as a off and on, not as a go in and go out, not as in a once in a while, not as in when I'm in trouble, but as a lifestyle. And I think my prayer to God right now is to help me to be that person who abides under the shadow of the Almighty. That is what I want. That is what I need. That is what I desire. And that is my prayer to him this morning. In Jesus' name. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted. And have a wonderful day in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.